0: Somebody once told me his name is John Cena. Do you know the way? <laughs> it's over nine
1: thousand. It's a double rainbow all the way.
0: God, he bit me. Damn. Um, Daniel. Hello there. General Knoebel. Oh, my God. Hey, you. i finally awake. So, has your kids, has your wife. I'm a fire in
1: the Super hot fire. I spit that. Ah! So, just do it! Hello, and welcome to the 2020 edition of the Year in Memes podcast, an annual, limited run podcast series unwrapping the year that was through the lens of the memes we shared and exploring what those memes say about us, our world, and what's important to us. My name is Paul Bautista, a millennial podcaster from New York City who spends way too much time thinking about this sort of thing, and I'll be your guide for this series. Also, a quick heads up, this episode does contain some explicit language. I'll also be uploading a version of this podcast to YouTube with the memes described displayed on screen to better follow along. A link to that will be in the show notes. Now, A lot of memes come from pop culture, and despite the pandemic, you know, pop culture has not stopped this year, be they TV shows, movies, or various news about celebrities. Uh, Frankly, I'm not really the most pop culture savvy. Uh, Most of my time I spend nowadays is playing Magic the Gathering or watching anime, and you know, I did enjoy watching movies, but mostly in theaters. To help me out, I've enlisted the help of one of my friends, uh, Noah, who's a bit more knowledgeable about this sort of thing that I am. So, uh, Noah, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, your name, what you're up to, and you know, what's your favorite meme of all time? I yeah, just... thanks,
0: Paolo. Thanks for
1: inviting me. Yeah, my
0: name is Noah Levine. Um, I'm I'm really glad to be here talking about pop culture memes. <laughs> it's funny because, you know, I, f- I kind of expected that I would come and you would explain all this stuff to me because it might be stuff that I oh, no. didn't know about. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. But you know, at least at the very least we're two people who will have different knowledge. I am theater artist, comedian, person who has done some improv comedy. Um, I was working on a one-person improv comedy show that I performed for the first time like the week in March right before everything shut down. I have a podcast that focuses on detective anime. I only recently started like downloading or saving memes because I realize other people will like save it onto their computer or save it onto their phone. And then that's how they always ha- have these like appropriate memes to share. Um, in terms of like a specific meme, I can actually remember, I put down the distracted boyfriend, cause that never goes away and
1: it's always good. So, you know, so Noah, I've kind of outed myself with regard to the pop culture I do enjoy. Um, and you know, you did say that, you know, you were hoping that maybe uh, I would be able to fill in, but you know, maybe between, like you said, between the both of us, we can maybe cover all of our bases. So can you tell me what are the kinds of pop culture that you've been consuming? especially in the pandemic. It's a fun balancing act because I live here
0: with my boyfriend, Michael, who's co-host on our podcast. There's a balance between like what we watch individually and, and what we watch when we spend time together. You know, I've been watching a variety of anime. Some of it is the detective anime that I'm trying to watch uh, that might be on our podcast or, or whatever. And others just kind of, um, you know, we're looking for like, we're always hoping there will be that new, exciting anime that'll grab our attention and that we can watch every week. Usually we'd pick up, I'd pick up some TV shows as well. Um, like when The Good Place, I guess that was this earlier this year, but like well, we were watching, we were on, we were on The Good Place. Superhero stuff is in movies and TV shows. And in the past, I read some comic books. We, we, one of the things we did early on in the pandemic is we got back to our project of watching through the uh, DC TV universe in order. So by like a couple of years ago, there's now five shows. So it's like 150 episodes a year of all the combined DC shows, Flash, Supergirl, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, um, Black Lightning, and now Batwoman, and this upcoming season, Lois and Superman. And I, in general, I like genre stuff. So like horror, sci-fi, fantasy, mystery, and the video games, a couple books, more books this year, but but not as much. And I don't really
1: follow celebrity gossip. Okay, fair enough. Well, well, we'll 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 do our best with the celebrities. Uh, as you told me, you know, before you signed up to do the podcast, you're not super well versed in meme culture per se. That said, you know, obviously, you know, you probably had some idea of what a meme is when I, you know, told you like, hey, I want to do a meme podcast. So, since I find it helpful to make sure we're all on the same page. What would you define a meme to be? Well, I was mostly thinking of images. It does look like we're going to cover a
0: couple of things that are videos and that makes sense. But, you know, it's something that spreads around, like one person makes it and then a lot of people share it. And often there's these, um, not every meme, but a lot of them are kind of fill in the blanks. Like you can put in a bunch of different things and people reuse it. I guess it's one person sees it and then they ch- change it and tweak it and share it out. But I think the thing that defines it is really just that it's shared kind of organically over the internet. Organic shared templates, almost right. Templates or like you build your own burrito bowl, almost right. It's like it's something you can you you create and you hope it's going to be a meme, but like you know you don't know what's going to go viral, you don't know what's going to be popular.
1: Okay, fair enough. And then you know another thing before we get in earnest, you know one thing I found is that the kinds of memes that appear on different platforms we spend our time in online, you know, kind of vary depending on where we spend that time. So you know, to that end, uh, how do you usually spend your online time in twenty twenty? I realized actually that uh, you you should have maybe brought me on for
0: politics (laughs) because I have been uh, very steeped in that this year. Uh, In fact, one of my favorite memes that I almost just changed my mind to is the Trump Jonathan Swan interview where he's like holding a piece of paper and I actually like someone shared an image where the piece of paper was blank and you could write whatever you wanted and then like he would react really silly to it. But so yeah, like on news, uh, 538 Politico, like looking at those articles. Um, I'm on Facebook a lot, connecting with people there, Facebook chat mostly facebook it sounds like these days people are starting to like i'm in i'm now in like 30 discords and i don't know what's going on with that i go on youtube and catch some stuff on there my relationship with tiktok is if it's interesting enough it'll be posted to youtube and someone will share it with me but i don't
1: have tiktok Fair enough, fair enough. All right. So, you know, I, I figure, you know, we've done, en- we've done enough setting up the states and there are a lot of memes I want to get into. So, you know, let, let's hop into that. I, I kind of started off with categorizing these based off of memes based on where they came from, like movies, TV shows and so on. Also, potential spoiler warning uh, for any of the movies or TV shows we're going to be talking about here. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and start off with some movie memes. So can you tell me what what you see on the screen right now, Noah? This
0: is actually something and I don't and I don't know where it's from. It's Um, I know from your notes that this is Leonardo DiCaprio, and he's wearing like a yellow shirt, his feet are up on the couch, maybe a beer in his hand, and he's pointing at something. Right. So can you describe some of like the captions
1: on some of these memes?
0: When I notice the timeline changes in Little Women, when someone says the title of the movie in the movie, when I see an office actor in anything, my favorite one, of course, is one that is not following the format. It's just they've like done the is that, is this, is, that's not from the Sistine Chapel, this painting. I think it is. I think it is. But it's, it's the Renaissance picture of, like, God touching Adam's finger. Yeah, right? and, and now Leo is also touching <laughs> fingers.
1: This is, of course, Leo DiCaprio. Uh, he is, uh, this is his character, Rick Dalton, from the 2019 movie uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood by uh, Quentin Tarantino. So this is, I think, a scene that he's, like, watching himself on, on TV, basically, right? My booze don't need nobody. Whoop, whoop. Here I come. here I come. Oh, here I come. oh. But, you know, the fact that, like, this is a meme, you know, uh, what, what do you make of the fact that people kind of, like, took this Leo pointing to, to become, like, some sort of emotion of, like, you know, when I see an office actor in anything or when I, you know, when, they, when the title of the movie is in the movie? I mean, one of the
0: things about this is, like, it's, it can be very general because he has, like, this big, broad reaction on his face. Like, ah, so I think that's what people latched on to. Maybe
1: it's just about, like, Leo being, like, a good actor who's able like, to convey emotion through his body and yeah. his, like his that. so yeah so you know leo actually has a little bit of a legacy of of memes as well so here's another one right. this is a, a different leo uh one that became popular this year specifically
0: oh is the, is that also from once upon a time in hollywood it's a different it's a different movie so this one this is leo leo from django yeah that's what i thought which is not from this year but uh he yeah he's dressed in i guess his outfit from that movie so he has like his goatee and this uh, suit with a vest and the, the very opulent. He's like holding a, a little like wine glass or, or whatever. Well, you can see that in some of them. But the, one of the things that's happening is they're editing out the wine glass and putting in, say, an upside down
1: blizzard from DQ. And he has like this face. Like, how would you describe his face? Like, his facial reaction. here. What, what is he conveying here? He's like, oh, <laughs> he's it's kind
0: it's very dismissive. Um, I mean, he's he's the villain in that movie or a villain in that movie, I think. And so he's like probably mocking someone or making fun of someone.
1: Yeah, so it's like the, the one holding like the the, the, the Dairy Queen blizzard upside. Oh, look, look, huh? <laughs> uh, it's not coming out. Right. Can you read some of the other ones that, 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 that I've got on here? Yeah, this is,
0: this is a good one. I identify with this. Uh, it's someone's mom saying, I deleted all your games on the PC, but then there's a note that she actually just deleted the desktop icons, but not the actual games. Yeah,
1: for sure. And then, you know, this one, it was like, you know, when, when someone asks what time it is and you say it time together, what? <laughs> uh, uh, huh. yeah, oh so, yeah. It know, is, I, it I mean, is the, like, I just made a silly joke face. Yeah. So well. It's a mix of emotions, right? There's the one where it's like you know you're laughing that you got away with your mom not actually deleting your games, or you know it's like kind of like the punchline of like you're laughing at a specific joke. Um, I forget the exact context of the uh, of the movie when this particular scene came in, but no,
0: but this is something that st- that started being a meme this year, even though the movie came out yeah, like a couple a, of years according ago.
1: According according to No Your Memes, this is when like it it peaked this year, basically. Um, now that said, you know it's not the only Leo meme, or I don't think even the only Leo meme from from Django. I just have you know. A, a couple of other ones you know we have the old Gatsby meme where he's like holding up a, a wine glass toward the screen um a couple of you know memes of Leo dancing like those one from the trailer of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or one from him dancing in Wolf of Wall Street I believe um where he's like doing that weird pop lock sequence or whatever So
0: here's one where he's dobby and he's been giving an Oscar and he's saying now I'm now I'm free it, Is this the year he got his,
1: his Oscar or was that No so this is this year so I'm, I'm just saying here like oh, these just, just general Leo a, memes Yeah Leo has had a very long history of being memefied, right? Like Leo for a long time, the big meme about him was, you know, he what he had done so many great performances, but like he didn't get his Oscar. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That and then finally like he got his Oscar. It seems that kind of freed him almost at that now like, you know, like the, the memes for like I guess we can make memes about Leo about things other than him not getting an Oscar basically. I like the uh Coca-Cola bottle inside a larger
0: Coca-Cola bottle, and then the the quote from Inception, presumably, we have to go deeper.
1: And I I definitely have used this one to like, you know, maybe not about, you know, going deeper, like in, in Inception level, but it's like, we have to discuss this further, we have to dive deeper, which is what we're doing here in this podcast, we need to go deeper into the memes of 2020. Now, let's see. Uh this is one for definitely from this year. Can you describe uh, what you've seen? This is a collection of similar, similarly related memes.
0: Yeah, so this is stuff relating to Parasite. So there's um, Parasite, the film by Bong Joon-ho, which exploded, which is maybe, well, definitely the biggest a um, South Korean
1: film film has ever been in the US. It's the first uh, South Korean film to win, uh, I believe, definitely best picture for Sir. Sure. Why don't you describe some of these memes that others that are Parasite specific?
0: There's two of Bong Joon-ho and I'll I'll describe this top one, which is, I guess, Bong Joon-ho at the Oscars. So this one's actually from the S- Screen Actors Guild Award when Parasite won best ensemble, basically. And he's like, f- taking pictures on his phone or something or recording the proceedings in some way. And they're like, you know, this is gonna be recorded. He and some, the, so the caption is, I want this dad energy forever. And you know, um, my parents went to some kind of concert of like a 60s kind of folk rock band. And they like saw it live, like at the shore somewhere. And my mom was, my mom took... Recorded the entire concert on her phone, <laughs> and she's like, she was like getting on us to help her download that to her computer, and we're like, Mom, you know you can like download their albums, you know you could like get all their music another way, and uh, so it's very it's very dad energy thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I I definitely remember like he was just like there were so many pictures of him at the screen actor just like following his his cast around just taking pictures of them as they were like you know getting interviewed and, and whatnot just like the super proud dad energy. It's nice, yeah. Yeah, and then this is one from the Oscars where he he won multiple Oscars. So he, this is a picture that I saw of him floating around that became a mean and meme in and of itself, where it's like he's like making the two Oscars kiss each other. Some of
0: some of these ones from the movie, these are like mostly specifically kind of reacting to things in the movie. Well, the caption says, just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm 100 percent Jessica only child from Illinois, Chicago. I'm a classmate of your cousin. Which is kind of how she disguises herself slash lies
1: about her identity. And then but yeah, I think also Parasite. For I think part of why it it did it as well as it did, I think it spoke to a lot of things going on in our society. Was I think these other couple of means kind of kind of uh, kind of allude to? If you want to explain some of this,
0: yeah, it's kind of the intersection of of class and social issues, and that was what was really interesting is how it was really specific to like South Korea, but also relatable to some of the things we see in the U.S. So here's the father who is uh, serving as the family's driver. And driving the mom, I think, in the back seat, and over his head it says one check for twelve hundred dollars, and in over her it says trillion dollar corporate slush fund. So uh, some some COVID stimulus humor right
1: there. Yeah, this is definitely this was I think the scene in the movie where like you know she's saying, oh yeah, the rain was really nice; it cleared up the sky. And then meanwhile, like he- his entire house had like, been like white- had been like washed away. <sighs> basically, that that was the worst part. That was so gross. It's just like sewing, like I think that difference between like the wealth and like the inequality. Um, and kind of in a similar way there's like a, you know, for some reason I guess like obviously all the celebrities were home this year, right? So then JLo had tweeted out this um, picture of her house basically of, you know, we're blessed to be at home and uh, and entertainment is pretty good at home. And then people are, are commenting on her picture if you want to read what they're saying.
0: Well, yeah, it. they say please check your basement, which, you know, we could explain that probably by explaining most of the movie
1: of Parasite. Yeah, spoilers. go watch Parasite. It's really good. Um, all right. Another another Oscar film. Obviously, I think I have a little bit of a bias because I also have a podcast where I watch all the Oscar films. So I was definitely a little bit more aware of this Oscar film. I generally
0: don't like a lot of Oscar films when it's just like the, you know, some of those ones that are just designed to give people best actors,
1: but otherwise aren't that exciting of a movie. I think this one might be one of those uh, marriage story with, with Scarlett Johansson and, and Adam Driver. There was definitely like a, I mean, this actually had like two waves to it. So you know, can you read some of the uh, one of some a couple on the uh, on the left side of the screen?
0: So right, so they're like having an argument, and at some point he turns around and bangs the wall. So this one on the on the left is. Could you put on something else? And he's like, these sweatpants are nice. And she's like, Chili's is nice, but we're going to be of Chang's. And he, when he turns around and pounds the wall, he has Juicy on the butt of his sweatpants, which also kind of plays into some of the like Adam Driver's sexy th- things that happened this past year. Uh, did you follow the John
1: Oliver? <laughs> yes, I did. that was great. That was great. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think definitely so when I was, this was definitely the scene in uh, in Marriage Story where there was like, this was what, this was Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson like going for an Oscar. It was like a five minute straight just like argument basically of them just like sewing off their acting chops basically. Fuck it! There's so much I didn't do! Oh, thanks for that! You're welcome! I can't believe
0: I to know you forever! Oh, you're
1: you know, obviously the first one is kind of like taking the format of this, like from of screen gaps from the movie of this argument and using it essentially, you know, in some sense, like there's that American Chopper argument meme of like the dad and his son, like throwing chair around or whatever.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's another. That was one meme I was thinking about as my favorite because it always comes back. So, then, so you'll enjoy this one here if you want to read this one out. So it's the mashup of the two memes. So it's the angry wrestler guy saying the marriage story argument meme is the same as the Orange County trappers meme and he says it's not the updated cultural reference makes the argument format fresh again and he says memes by their nature are antithetical to freshness and that makes adam driver pound the wall yeah you have a whole lot of these and and i am guessing you selected just to select few to- <laughs>
1: to oh yeah, put yeah up definitely here. Yeah, so that was definitely, you know, obviously it was first use, like kind of like late 2019 when the movie first came out, kind of obviously they like, kind of peaked on early in the year. But in October this year, for some reason, it re- re- resurfaced again, specifically using the Adam Driver portion of it as songlet, if you want to uh, read some of these.
0: Uh, you've been hit by, he pounds the wall. Oh, I get it. It's like the rhythm of the song or something, a song that has pounds in it. So he's like, You've been hit by, pound, pound. You've been struck by, pound, a smooth criminal. See, I do not know that song. It does not evoke. It's Michael Jackson. It's Michael Jackson. You okay? You've been hit by,
1: you've been hit by, a smooth criminal. All right, all right. Well, you know Sweet Caroline? That, uh, that I know.
0: Sweet Caroline, pound the wall, pound the wall, pound the wall, or bump, bump, bump. Sweet Caroline, boom,
1: boom, boom. Yeah, so it's him pounding the wall. What do you think about the fact that this meme can take on two different lives, right? One as like an argument and then being remixed, so to speak, into like a musical verse.
0: Well, it really plays into like what memes do. So, you know, people learned the format and recognize the format from the original thing. And then someone probably did one of these song mashups and someone saw it and they're like, oh, that's so clever. I got another idea. And
1: now everyone is doing it. So, you know, obviously this is kind of like a template of like memes being something you can fill in, right? But then there are memes from movies about movies, right? So there's um there's this one particular format that I saw popping up earlier this year. Sometime like you know, May is late late May or so if you want to read some of these. This is mostly from Twitter.
0: The movie villain, the actual villain. So it's like who the who the movie wants us to think the villain is and then who the villain actually is in the movie. So I recognize certainly Black Panther. On the left we have Michael B. Jordan's character Killmonger and on the movie villain. And on the right Oh, gosh, we have like... It's of like Black Panther's allies, I think. And then here's a Breaking Bad one. On the left, we have Walter White. On the right, we have like a health insurance form as the real villain. I like SpongeBob as well. I get that. Is Plankton the villain or is the real villain
1: Mr. Krabs? Right. And then, you know, the other ones I have, are, you know, I think from 500 Days of Summer, Summer, and then like the main, and then, then Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character is the actual villain. We have High School Musical uh, in top, which is, you know, uh, the popular girl who's like, goes against, you know, Vanessa Hudgens' character. Sharpay? Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the real villains are actually, you know, Zach Efron and Vanessa Hudgens, uh, who are sabotaging, you know, these drama kids who have worked so hard. Oh, for their, right.
0: okay. I just figured out what this next one is. It's the two bad guys from Home Alone 2. As the movie villain, but the real villain is Donald Trump in his hotel. So that um,
1: that could be up there for you know memes of twenty best memes of twenty twenty. Yeah, I mean this is definitely again just us like so far it's been like commenting on you know what exists in movies and then there are people who like kind of take it like one step further and put things into movies that aren't in movies. So yeah, so next one uh, is you know another one kind of related to a current event, a little bit of a celebrity meme. What uh, if you want to go ahead to number twelve and, and go ahead and, and click on this YouTube link.
0: This is a TikTok compilation video. Like I said, if it's good, it's going to be on YouTube. Harry Potter fans on TikTok are satirizing J.K. Rowling's one-dimensional characters. There's lots of other things we could satirize about her this year. And it's like it's the caption is if J.K. Rowling wrote a Slavic character. Hello, my name is Katya. I go to Slytherin now because this is where I find rich husbands. Yeah, the next one is if J.K. Rowling made a Latino character. What's up, this is, It's me, uh, Jose de Queso, Nicaragua, Chupacabra, the house, Gryffindor the Explorer. You know I love mi hermanos, y me hermanis, hey baby, where you going? You know, this is very much people like making the making these for their respective cultures in that way that like poking the fun of what it looks like when like a person who's not from your culture writes about it. Today's topic will be black magic. Why is everyone looking at me? Guys, we
1: did it. I finally won the Quidditch tournament. Professor Snape, what do you mean I only get three fifths of the points?
0: Hi, my name is Rajesh Krishnamurti Subramaniam and I am from house Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw, that's just how I say it, dude, Ravenclaw. The basilisk is a snake? Why didn't you tell me? I can just... I'm if J.K. Rowling wrote a Jewish character in Harry Potter. Hey guys, my name is Rachel Weisen, Rothschild, Goldsteinfeld. It's so cool to finally be at Hogwarts. Hey, um, could we stop at Gringotts real quick? No reason. I just feel a um, kinship with the goblins there.
1: Does memeing about a movie make it more enjoyable for you? Like this, this a, a movie having good memes make it a better experience for you?
0: Well, I think some some movies just become memes. Like that's kind of their their destiny. <laughs> Um, but I, I think, you know, when something is so big, um, like Parasite, so many people saw that. So it it becomes, it's something we all recognize. I don't know that it's about changing the experience of the movie or enhancing the experience of the movie, but it's about... Um, That shared pop culture moment and engaging in that, you know, like when everybody was out there playing Pokemon Go and it was just released and like you could talk about it with anybody and they knew what it was and you could just walk out on the street and other people were playing it. It's like it's it's it becomes something that brings us together.
1: Right. I mean, if pop culture is essentially like like uh, a cultural shorthand, like if enough people have seen it, there's like a common emotion you can get from a movie, right, generally speaking. Memes are functioning the same thing, right? They're essentially uh, an emotion wrapped up in an image or some sort of f- format template. So I, I guess it makes sense that those two kind of overlap in that regard. Yeah.
0: I don't know if you're going to go into this on like your politics episode, but it's not exclusive to memes about politics. It's people injecting their politics into memes. So if you have friends who are like on the left or friends who are on the right, you see, you know, it could be a meme of like, like the parasite meme about the stimulus check. Um, you could easily see, parasite memes about communism or socialism and right-wing, you know, right-wing, I don't know, you know.
1: Which I think speaks to the quality of, you know, the best movies are those where there's no, like, yes, the author definitely has a clear message, you know, authorial intent, but behind that, right, like, the best works of fiction and, and pop culture are those where you can take away what it is you take away from the film that might be in separate from that. And in a sense, memes are also like that where it's like, you know, you can inject yourself into the meme in the same way that you can inject your views into the piece of pop culture in specific. So that's a bunch of movie memes. Now there's also, of course the small screen in addition to the big screen. So I guess, with the pandemic, the, the, the small screen has become the big screen. But, okay, so there are a lot of other uh, TV shows that became kind of popular this year. If you want to you describe uh, this one near the near the start of the year that kind of you know, took over for a little bit.
0: Yeah, I actually don't know if I would have recognized this if I hadn't just seen a label of what it was. Because I didn't watch Tiger King. This is a meme from Tiger King. But I know so much about it because I was party to so many conversations and so many of the memes that started showing up on the internet. But it's a me- it's a picture of Joe Exotic. See, I know his name. Why do I know his name? It's a scene where he says, I'm never going to financially recover from this. Oh my God.
1: I am never gonna financially recover from this.
0: So they're all setting up him to say, I'm never gonna financially recover from this. So the first one is someone breaking a plasma screen TV. I'm never going to financially recover from this. Living through 9-11, 2008 recession, crippling student loan debt, housing market crash, COVID-19 all before 30, 90s kids then say, I'm never going to financially recover from this. One the kids exist. Parents, I'm never going to financially recover from this. This reminds me of one of my favorite things to say, which
1: is in this economy... Yeah, Um, I love this one where someone took this meme and then they put it onto their debit card, basically. So when you're buying something, it's like, I'm never going to financially recover from this. I mean, so that's interesting, right? Like, you've never seen Tiger King. i never seen Tiger King, frankly speaking. But it just became so prevalent and so viral. And, you know, all these memes came so much that we know about it, right? That, that, that's kind of fascinating to me. That It's pop culture that you don't even need to consume to be a part of it, especially through the memes, right? What do you think? What do you make of that?
0: Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, memes are how, one of the ways... It's both things like sometimes we know the thing. And that's why we connect with the meme. And
1: sometimes we learn about the thing through the meme. It's interesting, like, it's almost as if though memes are another lens through which we consume pop culture, right? Like, you know, the meme experience kind of to my earlier question, I think impacts actually what we think about a particular show or a particular movie or whatnot. Absolutely.
0: Sometimes it's about engaging with the content. Um, and exploring the content itself, and sometimes it's about using it for commentary and other things. So I think, yeah, there's
1: a lot of uh, memeage. I mean, Netflix definitely plays a part in this, especially this year, I think with the pandemic and everyone, you know, needing to stream stuff at home. Here's another show that came out uh, on Netflix uh, this year, if you want to, if you, if you've seen this meme. So I watched the first season of Umbrella Academy, which is what we're
0: looking at now, but I haven't seen the second season yet. I mean, it doesn't matter. This is a meme that's general enough, like you don't have to have seen the show to to understand the meme. One of the top is um, Elliot Page's character, Vanya, uh, in a car. And then the bottom is no, the character number five in another car. And they're like driving past each other and seeing each other and kind of giving each other it's shocked, Almost like, what are you doing here, looks? What are you doing here? Looking for you. And so hers is me running away from my problems. And then below it says him, my problems. <laughs> and me at bar to celebrate turning 18 bartender who's been serving me for years i guess that's from the uk or somewhere where the drinking age is
1: 18. like you said you don't need to have seen umbrella academy i haven't seen umbrella academy and you know whereas like, you know the Tyro king meme like to some degree it, it became kind of ubiquitous and everyone kind of knew about it and we just i think why it became so viral like that particular i'm never gonna financially recover from this this one is just like the setup is just so perfect for a meme that it became instantly exploitable regardless of if you've seen the meme or, or seen the source material or not uh okay uh, do you watch any trashy television or no? I mostly haven't uh,
0: gone in that direction. You know, like at one point Jersey Shore was so popular and I was always like, I don't, I just don't want to watch
1: this. Well, we'll we're going to put you through uh, 90 Day Fiance, if you will. Uh, have you seen these, these any of these memes around? No. Oh my gosh, who are
0: these people? So there's this one guy who's like wearing a pink shirt and I see him in a couple other contexts
1: as well. Yeah, so basically, ninety day fiance. For those of you who don't know, like Noah, uh, is basically a show where the idea is, you know, some usually you know young lady from a foreign country, uh, and then there's you know some American who's unable to you know find a romantic partner here in the states. They end up you know finding each other online or some some way, know, they end up making a relationship. And the idea is we're gonna get married, and you know there's a specific type of visa where the fiance visa, you can bring them over, uh, and you have to get married within ninety days. So essentially, you know, ninety day fiance. This specifically, there was a spinoff 90, before the 90 days where, you know, it's a spinoff where the American will usually go to the uh, country of origin of the lady in question to meet her family and get to know her culture and all that. Anyway, this is specifically the individual Ed Brown, uh, who uh, became engaged to Rose Vega from the Philippines. And Big Ed has quite the personality, which I think is perfect for reality TV. There was just, so many reactions that came out from this. So if you want to describe some of the big edge reactions. So most of these, yeah, are of him.
0: There's one of her uh, as well. So he's like wearing this shirt and he's kind of like, uh, and it's about the cry. almost, right? And one is uh caption is me when I have to do the bare minimum. And the other, ca- another caption, a separate meme is, uh, the feeling after ordering an
1: $8 sandwich on Uber eats for $39. I think the one is is that he's also like about to cry. Is like 10-year-old me preparing to tell my mom at 9 p.m. I need glue and construction paper for my project due tomorrow. So this is just like him. I think from just one of the interview segments where he's just like, he's very like crying. Like like kind of like, you know, very like worked up emotions, basically. (sighs) It just hit me. There's another one, you know, of him. I like, I love this one of him like rolling out of bed, me waking up five minutes before my Zoom classes, and then it's just him like his hair is like unkept. Uh, he's just like, like you know, definitely not a morning person kind of vibe to him. And then there's this one. Is this his particular fiance? Yeah. So this is his fiance Rose. So Rose clearly right i think the sun dynamic of these of, the, of this particular, just, at least with this couple where the woman in question is it's, it's questionable whether or not she really loves the guy in question but there's definitely some cases where he's definitely you know head over heels for her and very affectionate and she's just not having it so i think her facial reactions kind of became a meme in and of themselves you want to describe uh this one in particular
0: yeah so this one she's kind of like looking at him eh, and then she her eyes go to the side and that's like oh. The caption is, when he says he'll make your life better, but he actually makes it a thousand times worse.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, this is definitely one where, you know, Big Ed as like a, as just like as a meme has this become a thing, I guess. Again, people are stuck at home with their trashy reality TV shows and, you know, there's definitely, I think another one like Love is Blind, I think was like another one of these from from this year. Um, I'm going to go ahead and speed run through a couple of other memes for the sake of time. But, you know, just to give us, give us a shout out, you know, there's definitely a Interesting, there's a resurgence of Clone High, which is like a 2002, 2003 TV show by Lord and Miller. Uh, for some reason, JFK, uh, the, the, the character of JFK within the uh, show had a resurgence of at least three separate memes that I saw from 2020. Uh, one is that my day be so fine, then boom, Blank, right? Um, that's one meme. There's another one of uh, Nothing Bad Ever Happens to the Kennedys Before His Car Flips Over. Um, and then there's one that is uh, I Like Your Funny Words, Magic Man. There are memes about The Witcher um, and Throw a Coin for Your Witcher. Though it seems to be for me, I shot mostly just this one phrase Toss a Coin to Your Witcher.
0: Toss a Coin to Your Witcher, oh Valley of Plenty, oh Valley of Plenty. Oh.
1: Um, And of course, you know, Mandalorian Season 2 just just wrapped up. And, you know, Baby Yoda was kind of the the star. Or I guess Grogu is his name now, right? Baby Yoda, obviously, like, the meme started... Last year, end of 2019, when Disney Plus first launched and Mandalorian first launched, like, you know, Baby Yoda with the frog in his mouth, Baby Yoda with the cup, Baby Yoda saying like, ha, die trash as the Mandalorian suits somebody. But I mean, just like even continuing into this season, you know, there has been a lot, lot of viral things coming out of that. Um, and people even having Baby Yoda as their uh, Christmas topper for the Christmas trees. <laughs> you know, why don't you talk about Queen's Gambit for a little bit? Um, as far as Queen's Gambit, I haven't
0: watched it, but... It coincidentally came out at the just at the time when I watched the New Mutants, um, and Anya Taylor Joy is in both of those things. But I gather she, it's um, a telling of a real a true story about a, a young girl who was a chess prodigy, and people love it. I I imagine it's really
1: fun to watch. I mean, I, again, I also haven't watched it myself, but you know, there's definitely something about. I guess, you know, it's, it's. I feel it's a fairly universal story, right? Of like being passionate about something and wanting to become great at it and putting in the work, right? That's something that a lot of people can relate to, even if it's not test and specific. Now, that being said, you know, the Google Trends for chess specifically actually spiked right around when the show came out. But, you know, if you want to describe some of the memes that that I've shared with you.
0: So you've collected a series of memes where people have replaced the chess board and made it look like she's playing other games. So here she's playing Jenga. Here she's playing Monopoly, but with a speed chess speed clock, which honestly would improve Monopoly and, and many games really would wouldn't be, be would be better with a clock. This one looks like miniatures, like something
1: like Warhammer or something like that um connect for and guess who. Yeah, and then you know, from other, you know, specific I I'm, I'm I think I've seen other versions of like Yu-Gi-Oh cards, or Magic the Gathering cards. You know, actually, did you know that chess actually was already kind of rising in popularity before um Queen's Gambit came out? Uh well, people people are stuck at home and they're picking up new hobbies. You think that's it? Yeah, so it's partly, right? So obviously it's a, it's a new hobby. Now, you know, you know, you if you go on 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 Twitch, you can see the different cat the different categories of games being played and you know i think near the beginning of the pandemic it's just one popular streamer ended up you know playing a grandmaster or something Chess online, basically over Twitch for for an audience to watch, and that that led to a lot of other uh, Twitch streamers picking up chess as well. You know, I'm going to TwitchTracker.com, tra- which which looks at the different categories of different uh, people watching stuff online. So, you know, beginning of the year, you see, you know, January, you know, maybe 3,000 streams, you know, a, a month uh, on average. February 1.5, um, March, you know, 3.6. Uh, april 5.2k and then like in may and june it it spikes like 10.8k and 17.6k right i think because of this you know specific streamer kind of like bringing a a sign to the chest as like a something that that people are interested in and again there's another spike again right like this past uh this past november when when queen's gambit really became a thing as well um kind of interesting that chess just became part of the zeitgeist uh from different avenues online culture i think is also part of uh pop culture as well i think nowadays um if you think about it right like you know like you said you go to youtube videos a lot to, to get you know some culture of your own so um do you recognize this first column of memes that I, that i that i shared with you no, it's some guy in a headset. Yeah, and can you describe like the facial expression he's making?
0: Um, most of them have this first picture where he's just kind of making not much of a facial expression,
1: pretty neutral. So, so this is uh, Linus, and he comes from Linus Tech Tips, which is like one of the biggest tech review channels on YouTube, basically, right? And he's been grinding at it for years, basically, to become to get to this point. And then he made this video at the beginning of the year, which basically like I'm thinking about retiring what's up guys
0: so i've actually had a pretty hard time pressing the go live button for this um i mean i've made some notes as i do occasionally normally i do a better of a better job of collecting my thoughts before i broadcast to however many thousands of people this is ultimately going to end up being
1: oh this specific screen gap from that video kind of went viral online especially within like kind of like the the fans of his show basically where it's like this like very sad line Is the sad the sad is face face basically you want to describe some of the memes
0: the german army in russia when winter comes and yeah you're, you're right like like he doesn't have a he doesn't have a big expression on his face but he has like it's it's like that face you make when you're holding it all in This one at the bottom, which is being called a nerd in high school, and it's his sad face, and then becoming the one all the nerds listen to, and it's his happy face.
1: Right, yeah, and this one, girls, cry at the end of the notebook. Boys, it's not even that sad. Girls, you don't know true sadness. Boys, and it's the screen grab of his video saying, I'm thinking about retiring, basically. I guess it's because of like, you know, these online celebrities to some degree just became, this like have an impact on their lives. I think as much as, like, you know, the, the television or movie celebrities do, at least for those who are fans of them online, right? There's this other one. Uh, do you know Uncle Roger? Uh, I do not. Yeah. So, basically, this is, I think, June, July, right? Like, middle of this year or so, right? So, uh, BBC made a video on YouTube that is uh, a, a video of, of hersa Patel uh, basically making rice following this recipe from the B- Egg fried rice from the BBC. So basically, he puts too much water in the rice and then he strains the rice using a colander, basically. And now, now I'm Filipino. I have very strong opinions about how you should make rice. I'm definitely not the only one. Maybe this is because I'm in like Asian identity circles online, right? Like subtle Asian traits, for example. Well, this resonated a lot more. Enter Uncle Roger. So Uncle Roger is the stand up persona of this. Individual named Nigel Ung from the UK, basically, and he basically is like the forty-year-old divorced uncle of yours, um, who's like he wears like polo shirts and he has like a he has like a, a holster for his cell phone on his belt. It's like a very specific stereotype of like an Asian uncle, basically. And his videos went viral. I think it was something like twenty, like at least two million views. You know, when previously his videos had not been getting like that many at all. He went from like having less than like a hundred thousand subscribers. Now he's nearing three million subscribers after this. Basically basically, so.
0: Hello, my name is Uncle Roger. Today, I will react to a video sent to me by a fan. It's the BBC Good Food, how to make egg Fire rice video.
1: Drain it. Drain. What's she doing? What's she
0: doing? Drain the, ra- oh my God. You are killing me, woman. Hiya, drain the, ra- she. The rice. She draining rice with colander. Hi. Uh,
1: Uncle Roger just, became a thing basically online. Especially like for at least from my perspective, like the Asian community really embraced him. Just because, you know, it's kind of like this persona of this character that we relate to and everyone ha- every Asian family has an uncle Roger. Heck, I'm 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 sure a lot of non Asian families also have their own version of an uncle Roger as well. Speaking of food, do you know everything is cake? I don't, but I Like this meme that I see it's basically a video again from the tasty YouTube channel.
0: Oh, everything is cake So they've made a bunch of cakes that look like food and they're cutting into them So, you know, this one is a crock. It really looks all plasticky, but it's actually a cake this one is toilet paper of course a big topic item and Yeah, they're really really realistic looking um, but they cut into it and it's it's cake inside Not particularly useful um, an aloe plant that the whole plant is just a cake a bar of soap that's cake it's pink it's like looks all sudsy uh, like like it's just been used but nope it's cake inside this one is like a bottle of lotion which is pretty impressive there's some like heavy fondant use going on here to get all of this plasticky looking stuff I wonder how tasty these cakes actually are. Would you eat any of these cakes? Yeah. I mean, I might not eat all the fondants on the outside.
1: Ooh, that looks good even as a pizza, but it's actually a cake and that's okay too. Right. So, you know, this is definitely one that's just like, I I think I have a hypothesis on why this meme went so viral. I think it's just like, this, was, this is what came out like, I think it was originally tweeted out on a... This says July 8th. At this point, we've just like been in the pandemic. I think we're just like starting to question reality, question our own sanity. I think this kind of leads into that, which is like, what's even real anymore? Everything's just cake. Everything's cake right now, man. Like, you know, screw, screw the world, screw the rules. Like, you know, everything's, my, my my sense of reality is just distorted at this point. I know you said you're not super into celebrities. Hopefully a couple of these are, are a little bit more, rec- a little recognizable. Um, obviously, you know, there are some celebrity means that are just separate from specific uh from specific movies or whatnot. If you wanna uh, describe this for this first half of the slide. Yeah, um, so
0: I I've seen some of these before. Um, you know, everyone knows who Will Smith is. Me when I reply to an email saying no worries, and he just kind of has this um not shocked look on his face, like uh, oh, I was kinda expecting that, kinda disappointed. I had a disappointed look on his face. When you come home from a nine-month-long deployment and your girl is six months pregnant, same picture. And then someone down here is sharing like part of a chat where they sent someone that picture and said, he's got a rebrand. He's just Smith now.
1: The man in that photo has no will. This is actually from uh, an interview that went up online, I believe on Facebook, where I think Will and his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, essentially had a conversation about Jada's uh, infidelity, basically. And they're just like kind of talking about it. And that, that went a little bit violent. This kind of reaction of memes is of Will, just like, man, I just feel sorry for the guy. And it's just like, man, it's like, it's a rough situation, right? And so it's just like, that's just like so related. Like that fact that he makes this face, it's like we've maybe not all been in his specific situation, right? But like yeah. that specific emotion we've all felt at some point. Another kind of like relatable celebrity is, you know, Reese Witherspoon's challenge, if you saw this one. This was called the Reese Witherspoon challenge. Right, this started off. So she's the one who started it. If you want to check, if you want to describe it. Oh, so
0: so what you're telling me is this first thing I see up top was actually shared by Reese Witherspoon, which I can see because it's Reese Witherspoon's check verified account. But it's like pictures from the different months of the year. And it's her probably in like Legally Blonde or something for January, you're like very happy. February, you know, doing okay. March, she's getting a phone call, like what's going on? April and May, a little bit frazzled. And then it's the
1: same picture, June, July, August, September, just being like destroyed <laughs> yeah so definitely other celebrities kind of hopped down on this there's one from like Mindy Kaling we have you everyone in the sky you know kind of kind of a similar template right like a happy January and just the pictures get more and more distraught as like the months go on yeah and this is one of January of Batman right which is like you know Batman you know, being triumphant in the early months and then just like toward the end it's just him getting his back broken by Bane basically. over and over again every month yep so on one hand right like celebrities you know like him or hate them to some degree I think they're in our lives because at least what they publicly portray is some degree of relatability, right? We can relate with these celebrities, maybe you know, aspirations like, oh, if this super super rich person has like these crazy emotions right now in this crazy time of. COVID and whatever, such as the Reese Food challenge or, you know, Will Smith for all success just deals with like the same shit we do every day sometimes. That's relatable to some degree. Now, there are also celebrities who are pretty out of touch, kind of like the uh, Parasite uh, memes alluded to earlier, <laughs> um, if you want to describe some of these memes.
0: Right, so there was some kind of, early on in the pandemic, like all, a whole bunch of celebrities sang a song together. It's, this refers to it as Imagine. Imagine there Easy if you try. No hell below us. Above us only sky. Imagine all the people living for today. Yeah. And it was just, it was not well received. I don't know that one of these has ever been received. Like. They often do these big celebrity music videos
1: for charity benefits or something. And it's always comes off wrong. But I think I think the original I think the original one was probably like the uh, the, Mike, the Michael Jackson one for like uh, we are the world. We are the way I think that one went over OK when it first came out. But every, everyone since then has been. Yeah, you're right. Kind of like. yeah. And this in particular, it's not like they were raising money. It's more like uh,
0: we're here to cheer you up because we're celebrities. So this this first one, it's like no politician can unify people in the way that the Imagine video seems to have united every single person against
1: it. People did not like that video. I know that much. Yeah, this is one from Sailor Moon. Gal Gadot and those celebrities after posting an image of them attempting to sing Imagine. And it's from uh, Sailor Moon. Uh, Black Tuxedo is like, my job here is done. Sailor Moon, you didn't even do anything. Huh? And this one of just Gal Gadot's face. That Gal Gadot has, video has... Really shifted my mood and hopes for today. I'm now actually seeking the virus. Right, right. So this is definitely one more we'll say Celebrities, not quite as relatable, right? They, they're a little bit out of touch. Um, this is another one that went viral uh, late October, um, if you want to read. So, oh yeah, of course, it's Kim Kardashian uh, West
0: sharing... sharing an update on her personal life and health status after two weeks of multiple health screens and asking everyone to quarantine I surprised my closest inner circle with a trip to a private island where we could pretend things were normal just for a brief moment in time right I do remember that happened so of course like first of all people were outraged by this but here's one where someone took that quote yeah, he he took that same quote, posted it with a picture of from Jurassic Park, which is, yeah, that's good. And then this one down in the bottom left, I can't see who posted it, is that is Tom Hanks and Castaway, not a film I have seen d- on the deserted island.
1: Right, and this, this one, um, the Washington Post uh, posted, you know, pandemic depression is about to collide with seasonal depression, make a plan, experts say. And then Paul F. Tompkins responds, you know, for example, you can do two weeks of multiple health screenings and ask him on the quarantine and surprise your closest in the circle with a trip to Private Island. We can just pretend things are normal just for a brief moment in time. Yeah, this is definitely one where it's like a little tone deaf, Kim, a little tone deaf. Um, this is the thing that makes me like not want to buy into celebrity culture as much. But kind of everyone kind of poking fun at the fact that you he thought this was a good idea to kind of like say like, oh. We could have this wonderful time right you just need to buy your own private island to, to deal with the COVID. Situation. it's also it's also
0: partially what celebrities are selling sometimes is it's heck? well you know they're always selling that glamour and the lifestyle you can't have and usually you know people love it but there's something about in a pandemic when your lives are just extra terrible and they're just able to do whatever they want it
1: doesn't you know it, it doesn't work the same way they want it to work right um another kind of unrelatable or slash aspirational uh, celebrity is uh, Elon Musk. Um, and uh, if you saw these memes earlier in the year, um, you want to describe some of them? So this is about the name that he had a baby with Grimes. And they, I don't know if they
0: successfully did, because I th- i think I read they weren't going to be allowed to give the baby this name legally. But the name they gave it is like XAEA12. not That's not even the right way to say it, of course. It's not something you can say. It's not a name that people would be able to do um and so this the the first meme is like uh grimes and elon musk have had a baby boy named blank the baby in question and it's the terrifying baby headed thing from sid's room in the first toy story movie and then the second one is playing into um this uh draw 25 cards uno meme which i've seen before so it's it's like two things written on an uno card and the top one says, give your child a normal name or draw 25 cards. And then there's uh, the person choosing to draw 25 cards and they're labeled as Elon Musk. Right,
1: right, yeah, so it's just like, you know, celebrities, sometimes you love them, sometimes you hate them, sometimes you can relate with them, sometimes you can't. All right, kind of the last category of memes, you know, we talked about movies and television shows and celebrities and online videos. A lot more different types of pop culture, but for this show, we'll wrap up on video games. Um, so you play the manga, so if you want to
0: give I've a it one evening, it's it's the game that like is the perfect game for me, and I've only played it once. Um, you get together usually around ten people, but you can go a little lower, maybe a little higher. I don't know. And you're running around on this spaceship, and you have things you're supposed to do, but there's tr- there's traitors among you, so they're trying to kill people, and you'll come across a dead body. And try to vote people out um, and eject them into space. And the first. Time I really became to realize this is a huge phenomenon is when people started using the word sus, S-U-S, which is used as shorthand in the game to say that someone is suspicious without having to type the whole word suspicious because a lot of people are playing on mobile and it takes a long time to type things on mobile. So you'll be like, blue is sus, orange is sus, if there's a person that you think is suspicious. And I started seeing the word sus everywhere and I honestly still hate that word.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That, that that seems pretty sus. No, do we have to vote you out right now? Um, I I am very sus. I get voted out. It's it's all good. Yeah. So I mean, like among us, I think. There's again a lot of game design reasons, but also like a lot of cultural reasons why I think it just became such a big game. Right, it's like a co-op game. Right, if you if you have a private lobby where you have like get on the Discord with some of your friends, uh, you can have actually voice chat and kind of talking. So it's a way to like connect with people online. Not very like motor intensive unless you get at at the very highest levels of gameplay. But like for the most part, like the mini games are pretty easy. It's a very like a social deductive like mafia one night werewolf type of game. It's it's something that's that's
0: crossed boundaries and people are playing it that don't normally play video games. Um, I don't know. Well, I don't know if AOC uh, usually plays video games, but she did a stream on on Twitch, I think, where she played it as a fundraiser for the election. You know, I work at a university and we were talking about, you know, what's going on with students and and what kind of programs are they going to and what do they like? And everyone's like, everybody wants to play among us (laughs) like they're running
1: it. Uh, every everybody is just playing Among Us everywhere. I had it on my phone. I legitimately needed to uninstall it from my phone because I was not getting any work done for like a week. And I was just spending all my free time. Uh, and some not so free time playing playing Among Us. The
0: accessibility is important too, because you know you can spend $5 to buy the Steam or console version, or you can download it for free on your smartphone.
1: And almost everyone's... Very, very many people do. One of the things that uh, makes this story really great is that this is actually a two-year-old game. It came out in 2018. Right. I, one particular streamer just happened to find it, right? And from there, again, kind of showing the power of like Twitch helped with chess. This game that was two years ago ended up becoming super big. I think it won some awards at the Game Awards, uh, which is nuts for like a two-year-old game to do so. And and again, there's also, you know, there, there are a lot of memes here. I don't think we'll go through all of them. I think just, you know, I mean, there's stuff that, you know, for example, Judge, you'll be executed. Blue, why? Judge. Idk. You seem kind of sus. This one at the bottom, of course, is the is the Trump.
0: Uh, it's a it's a character from the game with a little kind of like Trump hair on it, and it's
1: a, the character is orange, so it says orange is sus. Vote him out. Yeah, and then there's this one, you know, crewmate. There was one imposter among us, and it's the, the Last Supper. And then Jesus was—and then presumably they vote Jesus out. You know, it's a little sacrilegious, but, you know, voting, holding up on, like, a crucifix. And it's like, you know, Jesus was not the imposter. One Nothing imposter. like controversy right. for a good meme. Right, right. Um, There's also, like, one—you know, it's the chat from in-game. It's, like, Light and, and L from uh, from Death Note, you know, kind of having a conversation. Like, why do you suspect me? IDK, you seem sus. Right, so that's that's the kind of conversation you have for uh, for Among Us. All right, these are games where the participants of the game get the meme. Right, it just so happens that Fall Guys and Among Us were so ubiquitous, like kind of like Pokemon Go, like you alluded to earlier, that you know they're so ubiquitous that everyone is in on the joke because everyone's played the game. Something like Hades, which is, you know, yes, a very popular game, again, maybe not as much mainstream success as like you know, like Fall Guys or Among Us, which a not gaming crowd. It's
0: got like mainstream video game success, like people who play video games. Right. People who play video games probably know about Hades. Maybe they haven't played it. But people who don't even play video games might know about Fall Guys or Among Us, which is what I think like elevates the
1: memes to that universal kind of cultural knowledge. The next level above that meme would be memes that's surpass video games themselves right like for example I think there's like a call of duty game where one of your in a single player campaign one of your uh, comrades dies in battle and there's a, a quick action response probably like, press f to pay respects right and like f has like, a play, play pressing f or just putting the letter f to like pay respects or like the so sympathy for something has just become a thing. That's transcended Call of Duty memes, right? Or, or, or even from Super Smash Brothers Melee, right? Like the the famous Wombo combo combo video back from like ten plus years ago, right? Um, Wombo combo is now just like common lexicon of like a, a combination of things, right? The last like video game that I think kind of like transcended a lot, at least within if you were within the gaming space to some degree, yes. um, is Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, right? And um, I will say like
0: the, the the things that have happened with this game, like have been so crazy that even people who aren't gamers, like, it's a good, sto- it's a good story. All
1: right, exactly, right? So, obviously, it's been... So, for those who don't know, Thunderbird 2077 is a video game that's basically been delayed for, like, what, since 2017, I think, was it was supposed originally supposed to come out. And this has I been, don't like, know
0: what the first release date was, but I know they've been they've worked on this game for 10 years.
1: It's been multiple years, right? And so, um, they're supposed to come out, right, like, I think, like, November this year or something. Um, and... I think like sort before they had like this Twitter post of basically just like, Hey, you know We're going to go ahead and like del- like we'll have to delay it again. Luckily, only to December right? because it's not up to the quality we want, yada, yada, yada. That was a whole uh, source of memes basically saying that like they t- they took the template of like, we have important news regarding the release date we'd like to say with you today. And then someone takes out the entire paragraph of them explaining and corporate talking, oh, we need more time to ascertain the quality or whatever. They just use like comic stats like, ooh, sorry, lads. We need more polish, basically. Did, right? did you see
0: the one that was a uh, covid COVID vaccine joke. No, I didn't. What was that one? It was like, I don't know if it was actually a legit. I forget if this was actually a tweet that the developers posted or if someone just made it look like it was a tweet, but it was like the developers of Cyberpunk 2077 being like, um, we're excited to announce that the COVID-19 vaccine will be finally coming out on December such and such a date, playing at the fact that there's, their stuff has been very delayed and you know, this stuff has been delayed as well.
1: For sure, for sure, and then you know, finally it does come out, right? And okay, so first off, before some of the critiques of the game, people use the in-game, uh, the in-game creator to create kind of some, I guess, memes of their own to some degree. Uh, if you want to describe these two SpongeBob-related uh, cyberpunk memes.
0: Oh yeah, so this one on the right is like a very muscly, I guess, Squidward-inspired character that someone
1: has made in the. Which the fact that they can do that in the in the in the character creator uh, screen is just like kind of impressive, right? It's a very very in depth character creator,
0: and and one of the things you can do is modify your nude characters' genitals, in but that was causing the game to break, and then the, even though when you were wearing clothing it was cutting through the clothing. That was one of the issues with the game when it was released.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's this there's this meme of like, you know, CD Projekt Right, which is the company that makes Cyberpunk, from Spongebob, um, has a small crowd of gamers around them. We're going to finish the meme. Uh.
0: There's just a few people that are there, but then they put customizable genitals as a sign on the table, and then they're swamped with uh, all the people that come to get the game.
1: Right, and then, of course, you know, obviously we had this... Uh, this was the it was released, and unfortunately, despite the crunch time, right, uh, it still ended up you know looking kind of uh, you know kind of glitzy, as you alluded to, with like you know junk coming through people's clothes and whatnot. So now, specifically, I think it was specifically for the uh, old console, like so PS Four and Xbox at uh, three hundred and sixty, or or the old version of the Xbox, right, because of the high system requirements. So you want to describe this meme?
0: So the the top one is says Cyberpunk on the PC, and it's Wolverine uh, from maybe one of his Wolverine movies busting out of a tank of water and uh, with his claws and being really angry. And then the second one is just a cat kind of making the same pose. Ah! And it says cyberpunk on PS4 and Xbox.
1: Basically what ended up happening is that cyberpunk ended up needing to uh, issue refunds. Uh, They got delisted from the PlayStation store so you can't buy it virtually on anymore. So yeah, it's just like a, a mess all around and kind of maybe, maybe seems appropriate for, for 2020, you know, kind of like this. this So kind of to, to kind of end this off on a little bit of a lighter note, go ahead and check out this YouTube video. Tell me what you're hearing and then what you're seeing. Can I sing a song for you?
0: Okay, so it's the Mario Head from Super Mario 64, and he's singing this song. And now this is a guy who's singing this song as well with his face kind of distorted. So this is like a skull thing singing the song. There was, So this is the tech guy that we talked about earlier who's now singing the song. I don't know how people have gotten him to do it, if it's a deepfake sort of thing or what. But he's like moving his head in the same way and sing along. Is that what's going on here? Is this a deepfake situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So it is a bit of a deepfake situation, right? So... The, the context of that of this song is that this is the song, um, first off, do you know the game, the Yakuza video game series? Uh,
0: my boyfriend is right downstairs playing Yakuza like a dragon as we record this.
1: So Yakuza ki- follows the story of this, you know, Yakuza character, j- gangster in Japan, and kind of his daily life. And obviously there's, you know, the Yakuza of committing crimes and so on, but also a bunch of like day-to-day, in-the-life, like video game Uh, or like mini games, right? Specifically, in one of the games, there is a karaoke uh, event where the character ends up, you know, using your controller, you have to like hit the buttons in time with the the commands on screen to get a perfect score on karaoke. And of course, go with that, they basically had the character, uh, the voice actor sing this song, basically, called "Bakamitai," with the chorus being Dame-Dane. And so that just caught a lot of people's attention, basically. And so they used the video game assets of the character singing the voice and moving his head around they superimposed it on deep fakes of various different things right so there's this sad linus from minus tech clips there was the uh super mario brothers there's that random guy um i think it was a kanye west picture using the deep fake technology which is a whole other conversation for like deep fakes and like what they mean for the future of technology this
0: sort of thing is is okay for me because it's obviously fake like no one's gonna think these the that this actually happened,
1: right? So, it, but it's 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 funny, right? Like this this random mini game and like a yakuza video game ends up becoming a meme, kind of in that participatory, right? It's not so. It it does take a little bit more knowledge to be able to use and have the software to do it, but it can lead to like you know. Kind of like a harmless, meaningless meme where it's just like, just check out this funny thing that comes from this video game, basically, right? So uh, even if you don't haven't watched the video game and don't get it, just just kind of funny, right? Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of Numa Numa in that
0: it's a song that like no one knows the actual name of the song because you just pull out the lyric or the dance part. And that went viral. This went viral. People know that but don't know but have never seen Napoleon Dynamite. People probably know this and have never played the game, right? So
1: you know that's definitely uh, you know that, that, I, that that's the meal I, I I want to end off on here. <laughs> So, you know, kind of to wrap it up, what's your thoughts on pop culture and its relationship with memes, right? There there, there are multiple relationships. On one hand, I see pop culture as influencing memes, right? It it adds templates, it creates templates for us to use when we're making memes. And then on the other hand, it's it's going in reverse. We make memes about our pop culture, right? Um, So what do you think about almost symbiotic relationship between the two?
0: Yeah, I, I think we've talked a bit about that, like some memes that you can look at and not know the source but because it's about you know everybody's been miserable this year because of covid we all can understand that or some things that it's like the feeling when you have a good run going in Hades and don't get the thing you need it's like you don't know about that if you haven't played that game so it it's all circular it's and and it's about um in one level, it's about social interaction and social connection, right? Like we, and the concept of an inside joke, but these can be an inside joke that maybe you share with just other people who have played the same video game as you, as opposed to the people who were in the room at the diner that time that the milk came out of your nose.
1: Right. And then in some cases, the inside joke just become because pop culture is so widely consumed the inside joke just becomes a joke an inside joke where everyone in the world or most people in the world are, are involved it still gives you that kind of feeling of being in the know but yeah maybe everybody actually knows about it right everyone's in the know and everyone can feel great about it so how do you think the rise of meme culture right from what you've seen here how do you think that'll impact the way our pop culture is shaped in the future? Right, like, will our pop culture change as a result of memes being around? It already has, absolutely. Um, I wanna Well, you know, there's a difference between just something
0: being a viral video, maybe, and something being a meme. But you know, uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend ran on CW for a bunch of years. Musical created by Rachel Bloom, who got her start doing viral music videos on uh, YouTube, such as "Fuck Me, Ray Bradbury." I think was maybe the biggest one. Funny. and in that show it's a musical with lots of original songs and half of them are things like based on the characters in the show and going on but other times there are songs that are clearly designed to be like a viral song pulled out from the show that people will catch on to like in the very first episode there's the sexy getting ready song where she goes through like getting ready for her date that night and how uncomfortable it is that women have to do these things. And it's like, there's clearly some thought being put into this to create something that makes sense, both in the context of the show and out of the context of the show. Now, I don't think the director, the cinematographer of marriage story was
1: like, how do we frame this shot in a way where people can make music out of it? Something like from from 90 day fiance, they're like, Oh, how can we get Ed to look as ridiculous as possible to like help, you know, if we can get memes out of this to help with the the word of mouth on our so, that's great for them. And this adds to the lexicon of our pop culture. One final question for you, you know, do you think memes are in and of themselves a form of pop culture, separate from television and video games and, tel- and, and movies, right? Are memes themselves pop culture now?
0: I don't know. I guess the question is, like, do, would someone be like, instead of saying oh, hey, it's five o'clock, I'm going to sit down and watch a TV show, be like, hey, it's five o'clock, I'm going to sit down and spend 30 minutes looking at memes. And the answer is, I wouldn't do that. That's not the way I interact with them. But I think people certainly do.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, uh I think next episode I'll have one of my friends on who's from Gen Z to try to help demystify the (laughs) lives of Gen Z to some degree. But I mean, mean, to your earlier point, right? Like, right? Like Rachel Bloom got her start making viral videos. I'm sure there are TikTok stars now who they've made the memes and whatever. Who their writing chops or their acting chops or video chops will come in handy for in the career in Hollywood or or just entertainment in general. People sure try. Uh, in any case, I think that's a good place to wrap up this episode. Um, so Noah, is there anything you want to plug? Anything you want to share with the listeners?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I got to tell people about uh, Dying Message, the Detective Anime Mystery Podcast, which you can find by searching for those words in whichever podcast app you like, Dying Message, uh, mystery anime. Detective Anime Mystery Podcast. My boyfriend is the co-host. He knows more about anime than me. So that's what he brings. And we always bring in a different guest every week to watch whatever we're watching. And it's a lot of murder mystery anime and, and kind of fun things like that. Um, and get to talk to different people. We try we try to strike a, a humorous tone while also telling you about whatever we watched. You don't need to watch the anime, but um, you know I know some folks that have that do and and enjoy watching the anime and then listening to the thing. So whatever floats your boat, and it's pretty easy to drop in and check out a, any episode you want of that. And I will also give a shout out to uh, spreading good information about public health and getting vaccinated when it becomes available and is appropriate for you to do so.
1: Yes, definitely get your vaccine. Also, plus one on dying message. I actually was a guest on one of the earlier episodes. Looking forward to bring me back now. Bring me back for another episode in the future.
0: Oh, you absolutely welcome back. Um, Paolo was in, in on episode eight, so you can find that pretty easily but to check that out. And you know, you're listening to this, so you're probably aware of Paulo's other podcasts. But I know you did your detective anime. You covered you covered some detective anime on an episode of your anime podcast.
1: Yep, yet another anime podcast. Um yeah, we'll link I'll link to uh dying message uh in, in the show notes. But yeah, thanks so much, uh Noah for hopping on and, and glad you could share these share a look back at twenty twenty through the memes with me.
0: Yeah, at this rate, twenty twenty one will only be
1: memes. There will be nothing else left in the world. There's was, there's was no other meaning in life aside from memes. All right. Uh we'll leave it there. Thanks, Noah. You're welcome. Thanks again to our guests for joining us for this episode. And thanks to you for tuning in to the Year in Memes podcast. If you like what you've heard so far, please consider subscribing on Spotify, iTunes, or Google Play, or to my YouTube channel, and make sure that you catch every episode for this year, as well as, hopefully, for future years. Also, consider leaving us a rating, or simply share it with your friends so that other people can learn about the show. It really helps. The Year in Memes podcast is a Ninja Boy Media production. Until then, happy meming.
0: Somebody won't tell me His name is John c
1: Do you know the way?
0: <laughs> it's over nine
1: thousand It's a double rainbow all the way.
0: Funny bit me Damn. Daniel! Hello there. General Kenobi! Oh mo Shinderu. Hey, you are finally awake. So, has your kid, has your wife. I'm a fire in the
1: label. Super hot fire. I spit that. Ah! So, just do it!
0: Ah!